summit of our series. And, and today I'm going to again deal with speak over, pray over others and yourself. Your mouth is a weapon. It can be a weapon that blesses you and blesses others, or it can be a curse to others and, and to yourself. The devil tries to use the same principles that God has set up, but he uses them to harm us, to bring destruction to us, to impede us, to destroy us. The, the problem is, is that we don't get it. The problem is, we, 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 we think that we're living in a natural world and we don't understand the spiritual principles that are governing our everyday thinking, speech, and attitude. God says, he says, my, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. They don't know. They don't understand. And, and we are, how can I say? We're playing. While the devil is deadly serious. Listen to our text. Coming out of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and 5. And he says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not carry on our warfare. Say to yourself, say to one another, we are at war. Whether you know it or not, we are in spiritual war. Our warfare according to the flesh, using mere human weapons. Listen, you cannot defeat the devil in your own power. You can't outthink him. You can't outreason him. Uh, somebody asked me for, well, why the devil want to mess with me? Because you're made in God's image. And if you're a Christian, he definitely got a bullseye on your back. But the weapons of our warfare are not physical. Weapons of flesh and blood, for they are mighty. Say, God has given me a mighty weapon. Whether you believe it or not, part of the warfare is accepting it. Y'all can sit down. Y'all can sit down. Y'all be like, your feet start hurting. <laughs> part of the problem is Satan has deceived us, and we don't know who we are or what we are in Christ. Part of becoming a Christian is learning who we are now, whose we are now. Learning that God has equipped us, God has empowered us, and now how to use it. Jesus is our model. Though he was God in the flesh, 
He's showing us how Adam and Eve were supposed to be before they fell. So he came to restore. Restore us back into relationship. Restore us back into position. To restore us back even in power of knowing who we are by faith in Christ Jesus. You and I have no clue who we really are spiritually. The, the problem is, is that God won't show us unless we want to be shown. There, there has to be a seeking of him, a, a, a walking with him, and God begin to say, let me show you. Let me reveal to you. He says, taste. Let me by faith you walk in, you step in, and when, and when, and when you step in something, you, you experience it. Whenever you taste something, you experience it. Lord, do I have to use that one? Okay. I once experienced chitlins with hot sauce on it. For me, for me, that was a nasty experience. For me, for some of you, your mouth is watering right now. Someone standing in back giving God praise over that. But you can't taste something without it being an experience, good or bad. And what God is saying in that short verse, what he's saying is, he says, I want you to not just have religion. I am an experience. You will begin to know how real I am. You know, you know God wants us so deep in knowing him that nobody can convince us that there's no God, because you know. People who change from Christianity and go to another religion, they didn't know him. They had religion, but they didn't taste and see. Notice he didn't say see and taste. He said, taste me, and then you will see me. But until you taste me by faith, you don't see. Do you see? Have you stepped in where it's not your mama's religion, not your daddy's religion, not your grandma's religion, but you know for yourself at whatever age you are? that nobody can take from you. Even no matter what life throws at you. If the hardship of life makes you doubt God, then you haven't tasted of him enough. Our experience with God got to be deeper than what we go through. Because he never promised us we won't have that. He promised us that we will go through. He said it, but we're not home yet. And the experience, the knowing him, the reality of him and who he is got to be deeper than any hurt. The 
deeper than any loss. That's what the book of Job is all about. God knew that Job knew him. And no matter what the Satan threw at him, Job would come out the other end saying, I know you because I know you deeper than my hurt. And Job said, now that I've been through all of, all of that, I know you even more. Compared to what I knew, what I know now, it was like rumors, now I see you. Can, can God process us to the next taste? Can God tear down strongholds? Let me explain what strongholds is. Stronghold is a wrong belief that we keep saying to ourselves. Stronghold is a lie you grew up with. There's some strongholds that are generational. There's some things that, that grandpapa taught us, but it didn't come out the word of God. This thing that we say and we teach that is the doctrine of teaching of demons. And it has not been identified. The reading of the word challenges us in our thinking, in our attitude, in our opinions. If the word of God is not making us change, then we're not allowing the word to read us. There should be a transformation taking place on Sunday morning and as we read throughout the week that is challenged me, is challenging you to put away wrong thinking, wrong actions, wrong attitude. There'll be, there ought to be something. We, we are under construction. I had a guy call my nephew. He, 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 was, he was a bad boy in building houses. Had a house in Ridge that he was contracted to tear it down. It all, all the way down to the framework. And, and I went in the house, he would, I would come over there every day and say, Uncle Trey, come in, come, come, come see my work. He literally took the walls down where you saw the framing of the wood, the framing of the floor. And as I was standing there amazed of how a house, the structure of the house is these two by two wooden sticks, or two by four if it's an older house, and as I look at the framework, God said, what I need to do to you all is tear down in order for me to build up. I have to strip you to your core because the world, what you've been taught, what you've been through has framed opinions and attitudes and what you call truths that is 
stopping you from being like me. Did you know that God's ultimate objective in you and I is to make us like Christ? And anything that's not like Christ, he's trying to get rid of it. Oh, it's so quiet up in here. <laughs> Hold on. He said, he said, you know, and, and what's this? He said, it's not, it, it has been so steep, so strong, it's dug in. The walls of Jericho. Jericho was on the was on the was on the edge of the the promised land, the land of Cana. And 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 Jericho, they, their walls were so thick that chariots could go side by side over the walls. Rahab, the harlot who got saved, her apartment was inside the walls. They were so sure that no one could defeat them. Because, because they was undefeated because no one could break through the walls. That's fortified. That's strong. Satan has set up in each of our thinking things that he said, you never get rid of me. You never overcome me. You know, you know what's even more scary than that? It's not where we have identified this needs to go. It's the thing that we don't even know is not of God. It's, 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 it's untruths that we make biblical. The Bible says if you make one step, God will make two. Show it to me. Oldest, oldest, oldest pet, pet peeve, Mr. Oldest says, he said, we got to quit saying that, that Jesus didn't have, have to. He said he had to because it was prophesied. And guess what? He's right. He had to because the word of God cannot lie. God said, I put my word above my name. One of the reasons I say to us, we need to speak the word of God. We need to speak it out of our mouths continuously, especially when you're fighting error, because we got to learn to work the word. We got to learn to work the word. Why? Because, because, because the way you change your, what's in your heart is by what you speak out of your mouth. Let me say that again. The way you change what is at the heart of your thinking is by what you speak out of your mouth. Matter of fact, the way it got into the heart of your thinking is by you speaking it out of your mouth. We have taken what somebody else said and we make it our saying. Let, let me, let me, let me, you know, sometimes I gotta give illustrations to bring it home. So some of us got the same cuss word mama had. We heard it so much that now she may not even be alive, but we, 
going to throw that word. Don't make us too mad. That's transferable. Thinking is transferable. That we heard it so much, we now speak it because we believe it, whether it's true or not. And Satan is having a field day because we don't even recognize this is the battle. That's what Paul is talking about. He says, he says, you're acting out because it's in your thinking, and your thinking is, is controlling your behavior. So where we have to start is we got to tear down wrong thinking. Thinking that have you stuck because you believe something that is opposed to the nature of God, the, the attitude of God, the love of God for you, and, and you're saying it because you got it somewhere. And it's stuck. I said this, I don't know if I said this, took me three and a half years of God going through the book of Ephesians to change a lot in me, especially about me, where I feel about myself. Because stuff stuck. And it made an attitude, a behavior that was destructive to me. But hold on, I'm not the only one in the house. You, you may not have been as extreme as I was, but, but you... And even though we are saved, we should still be in this continuing change of transformation. And, and, the, and also funny about us, we will make excuses for why we won't change. We will rationale of why knowing God is telling us, knowing God. And listen, and we got the power of the Holy Spirit to help us, but we won't tap into our power source. And God is continually saying, I made you for myself, and whatever I take away, I'm going to give you myself what is better than what. Listen, God can't fill our hands if we keep our hands full of mess. Lord, help me to let go because this gives me some, some, some immediate pleasure. Help me to not be afraid because I think this protects me. Lord, help me because this doesn't look like you. Being real with God is being real with yourself. It starts with saying, Lord, help me to let go because I've been holding on to this much too long. 
Lord, I forgive those folks that hurt me because me not forgiving them is not hurting them, it's hurting me. We got to go down the list and watch God start taking weights off. Watch chains start falling. How can I say this? We are many times allowing God to keep us in bondages that God never meant for us to be in. You know what's so funny? This taste and see is there's, there, there's things that you can ascribe of, of walking with him that someone that hasn't tasted can't understand what you're talking about. You start talking about what God has done, where God, and they look at you like, you're so crazy. <laughs> they think you done lost that, that Christian thing and gone to their mind. That's why you can't share everything with everybody. You got to find somebody that's on the same spiritual level, who's been through the same struggles, who overcame the same problem. And when you talk to them and you talk out of brokenness, they can identify. And everybody else, they say, ooh, ooh, ooh. Because they haven't experienced it. But when you get with somebody who's been through hell and back, and they got some level of freedom, and even though they may not be, be out of their problem yet, but the problem don't have to be gone to have the freedom that God has given you to walk in. You know so bad about God? You know so bad about God? He'll make you shout in the midst of the heat and you recognize it's not about your situation because God will step down in the situation with you. Come here, three Hebrew boys. Didn't God get in the fire with you? And, and he didn't take the heat from the fire. He insulated them in the midst of the fire, and they're walking around praising God in the midst of the fire. Is there anybody in the house know what I'm talking about? Is there anybody at home know what I'm talking about? And you can be in it saying, my God is an awesome God. And though he haven't delivered me, he has gotten down in my situation. And I'm okay. I'm good about that. I'm better than good. That's the type of God we serve. Tired to this is him. It's him. Talking to somebody, and this is what they said to me. You always talking about him. <laughs> See, people got this wrong. They want God to change their circumstance without changing them. God will put you 
in a bad circumstance in order to get your attention. <laughs> but once he challenged us at our wrong thinking, you begin to recognize it's not them, it's me. Know what we need? We need some Teflon spiritual Christians. That means people can throw mess at you, but it runs right off. <laughs> you know, you, you get to the place like, you know what? You not worth me losing <laughs> my peace. Stuff that used to make you get all upset, you now say, you just don't know. I could go there, but I don't want to go there because I know in whom I believe. My, my brother and sister, he's taking us where we need to start speaking. Listen, if Jesus had to use the word of God to defeat the devil, why don't you think you got to use the word of God? You can cuss at the devil all you want to, and he ain't going nowhere. But I dare you, start speaking the word. I, I dare you to say, in the name of Jesus. I dare you. We, we ought to be speaking over our children. Job spoke over their children. He prayed over their children. You know what that means? In their presence. In their presence, they was grown children. And he would go to the house and he would pray over them. There ought to be, we, we ought to be such praying people. The word of God ought to be coming out of our mouth to the place. The devil said, I want to go to that church. No, we ain't going to that church. No, that church, they crazy up in there. They're praying, they speaking the word of God. I get chills in there. It ought to be that, that same people, that unsaved people come in here and we, we start praying over them. We start speaking the word of God over them. If we take the word of God seriously, you will start seeing stuff being released. People being delivered. People being set free. I take this so seriously. I'm usually here between 4.30 and 5 o'clock every Sunday morning. I'm praying over all these seats. I'm walking through the building. I'm pronouncing blessings on you all. I've been doing it for years. Because I understand the devil don't want us to get it. I understand that when you enter in here, you are in a spiritual fight. I understand that the devil hate us. So I better fortify this place. You better come here fortified. Strongholds, tear down, wrong thinking. Tell them with what? With the word of God.
God. You ought to come here singing. You ought to come here praising. You ought to come here with such an attitude that, that God's going to do something. You get happy before he does it. Where is our expectation? How is our talk like the people of the world? Well, I'm scared, and, and this, and the government this, and Trump this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The last time I read my Bible, God is still in control. The last time I read my Bible is not the president controlling anything. It's God working behind everything. And God is still working in behalf of his people. Oh, shut your mouth. Listen, if God wants to lift you, can't nobody stop him from blessing you. Nobody, 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 nobody. He'll make your enemy bless you. We're looking in the wrong direction. We're looking at folks, we're looking at people, and God said, when are you gonna look up at me? Is there anybody that believes in my Jesus? Is there anybody that believes that he's able? Is there anybody believe that he is mighty? Is there anybody believe he is sovereign? point we got to start walking in faith at some point we all start talking in faith funny 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 didn't get much sleep last night didn't feel good and I was in the office and God said sore I said say what he said sore so I told somebody, I said, I don't know what's going to happen today, but I'm going to spread my wings and I'm going to soar. Why? Because he says so. Has nothing to do with what's going on here. Has everything to do with him. Guess what I say to you, soar. Change your attitude. Change your talk. Change your position. Look to the hills, but we're coming for our help. Our help. Say that with me. Our help. Our help. My help. My help. Coming from the Lord. Now give God some praise like you believe it. He has not called us to be mandy-pandy, crying Christians. He said, put on the whole armor and against all that the devil can do, you place your feet and stand. 
know it's hard. I know you're going to cry. But you got to know in whom you believe. Bobby talked to me about two months before he passed. And this is what he said. He said, Pastor, I was built for this. Dealing with cancer 15 years. It was in his blood and cancer was showing up all different places. Treatments that I came and explained to you. He said, I was built for this. He said, I know in whom I believe. He said, I'm good with this. I know where I'm going. My doctor came to me and he said, I didn't believe in God. But since I seen what your God has done with you, I believe in your God. He prepared everything and called up everybody and made sure they was okay with it. Did you hear what I said? He believes. Not in what he believes. In whom he believes. Don't tell me knowing Jesus don't make a difference. Don't tell me he won't give you grace and power and experience that transcends whatever you got to go through. Don't tell me he can't keep you. Don't tell me he can't bring you. You can't tell me our God is not able. Now, only him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or can imagine for his glory. For his name's sake, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the church, in our lives. Do you have faith to believe? then it ought to be coming. Not when people was around. Anybody can do that. But when you're home by yourself, when you're driving a car by yourself, when you're crying in your pillar, are you speaking faith? those that are watching. It's impossible to please God without faith. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him because of their faith. He's stretching us 
to believe him more. He's stretching us that we would know him better. In the midst of pain, in the midst of injustice, in the midst of trouble, he is there. Are you looking up? Are you speaking his character and his word? Are you trusting him when you feel like giving up? David said, I would have fainted. I would have given up. I would have threw in the towel unless I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Is there anybody that believes? Is there anybody that believes? Those that are watching, if you call the 400 number, 5131, a minister will get back in touch with you. The ministers are going to walk to that wall, and you may be in the house, and this message spoke to you. You're out of church or you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord is prompting you. Be obedient to the prompting of the Lord. They will pray with you. They will show you how to receive the Lord Jesus Christ or you can join the church. Amen. Our God is God. Our God is God. Our God is God. Would you stand with me? Touch somebody's hand. Hmm. Lord. Father. You've been good to us. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. And you keep proving yourself over and over and over again. We really have no excuse not to trust your goodness. We really have no excuse not to believe you at your word. Lord, help us to have a changed heart, a changed mind, to let go of what we think and to catch hold of what you say. Lord, take us deeper. Take us deeper in relationship with you. Give us a greater illumination revelation of your love for us. Help us to be rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. Help us to see the whiff of it, the height of it, the depth of it, the dimensions of it, that we may be filled with all the fullness of your love. Lord, thank you for loving us. Help us to trust your love towards us. Lord, touch. Right now, Lord, heal somebody. Set somebody free. Touch us one by one, name by name. Lord, put your hands on us. Put your hands on us. 
that we may walk out of here with our heads up. Thank you. We love you. In the mighty name of Jesus, give God a shout.